Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, what's up, y'all, and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. Uh, you're not going to believe what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode. There is a new winner on clay for the first time in his career, and it's incredible. We're going to talk about to Rome and everything that happened at that Masters 1000. And then we're going to spend you know a lot of time at the end talking about some of the biggest news in the tennis world this year, um, and that's Rafael Nadal not playing at Roland Garros and with his future up in the air and he mentioned maybe a possible retirement time for him. So there's a lot of news when it comes to what Rafa's doing and we're going to get into that at the end, but we're going to start in Rome, a tournament that Rafa's dominated before, but right now it belongs to Daniil Medvedev and we're going to get down to how it belongs to the Russian. Now I know I talked about last week how there's qualifiers making huge runs in this tournaments, good upsets. And uh, there was a lot of, you know, names, not a lot, but a, a fair amount of names that happened in Rome that kind of made a run that you hadn't heard of before. But when it came down to the semifinals and who was in the semis, it was very comfortable names in the sport of tennis and guys that you've definitely heard of before. On the bottom side, it was Stefano Tsitsipas versus Daniil Medvedev. And on the top side, it was Holger Rune versus Casper Rude. Now, Holger Rune had a fantastic tournament. Rune goes through... Alexi Paparin, he goes through Fabio Fognini, he goes through Novak Djokovic, he beats him in three sets, and then he goes through Kasper Ruud. The guys that Rune had to play on his way to the final was incredible, and the way that he played over this last week and a half was outstanding on clay. The future's so bright for this kid. Uh, there are some, I think he has some issues on courts with some people, I think he pisses some people off uh, with the way that he acts or things that he says. Uh, I would say especially some of the more veteran players or guys on court that are respected, and he kind of comes in and does his own thing. So I do think there's a little beef there in the sport. But other than that, like, he's really good. He's He's got a good size for a youngster. He plays aggressive. He plays hard. Uh, but he just can't seem to get over the hump at some of these big tournaments. And that's what happens in the finals here. A shocking couple of wins for Daniil Medvedev. Medvedev beats Alexander Sverev, and then he beats Stefano Tsitsipas, who's a great clay court player, and then he goes on to beat Holger Rune in the final. Now, this final was historic for many reasons. Not only did Daniil Medvedev get his fifth title of the year, uh, his first time ever winning the Rome tournament, but his fifth title of the year already, and it's just May, but this was the first time since 2004, that neither Novak Djokovic nor Rafael Nadal would be in the final in Rome. I mean, what a stat. This is how it goes. This is who was in the final of Rome from 2005 to 2022. Nadal, 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 Djokovic, Nadal, and Djokovic, Nadal, Nadal, and Djokovic, Nadal, and Djokovic, Nadal, Nadal, and Djokovic, 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 Nadal, Nadal, and Djokovic, Djokovic, Nadal, and Djokovic, Djokovic. I mean, it's too good. These guys. I mean, what a stat. 18 years in a row, one of these two guys in a Masters 1000 event. This isn't even a 250. This is a Masters 1000s with all these players in it. All, all the greatest players in the world 
play in Masters 1000 tournament. And for 18 years straight, these two have dominated this tournament in Rome, leading up to Roland Garros. What an incredible stat. That was historic for that reason. It was also historic because of what Daniil Medvedev did. And we've talked about him in the past not being a huge clay court guy, and it's not a secret. He's not a big clay court guy at all. And this is his first ever win on clay. He's won all hardcore tournaments. Hardcore, hardcore, hardcore grass. He's won a grass tournament. But other than that, he is the king of hardcore tournaments and hates clay and has been wide open about it. And he goes on to win this one. He With this win, I believe he has 20, yeah, 20 career titles in his career on the ATP Tour. Right now, Daniil Medvedev is playing some of the best tennis in the world, and he is so, so hard to stop. And he's so fun to watch, too. So fun to watch. Now, the biggest question after winning Rome is, can he ride this momentum? Can he play that well in Paris at the French Open at Roland Garros? Now, this could go one of two ways. One, people could be like, okay, we need to take Daniil way more seriously on clay because now he's won a clay court tournament and he has confidence on clay. So we got to play a lot, lot harder against him. Or two... He's just an absolute weapon on clay like he is on hardcore, and guys are going to be in trouble when it comes to the French Open. Now, there's more news about the French Open with Rafa not playing in the French Open, and it's going to be a little bit more of a wide-open field. But I think this is just the culmination of Medvedev playing really good tennis at the beginning of this year. If you remember last year, he didn't get to play in a lot of tournaments because of the whole situation with Russia and Ukraine and him being from Russia. And there's just tournaments that didn't allow him to play in them. So this year, is he a little bit more refreshed than other players? Does he want it a little bit more than other players? Is, you know, is this a little revenge for what kind of happened to him last year. You know, you just don't know what's going through his mind and how well he's playing. Um, I believe he's a dad now, so that does that factor in? I don't know what does, but he seems to be playing some of the best tennis of, of his career, and he is so fun to watch here in 2023 as he just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling, and it has carried on into clay court season, which I don't think a lot of people expected because... I've said this so many times, but Daniil Medvedev is not a clay court player. And does it appear that he's a clay court player now? Kind of. It kind of does. Last thing here about Medvedev before I move on to more things about Rome is I don't want to pump my own tires here, but I predicted that he would win a clay court tournament after his sunshine swing here in the States and had a great uh, had a great showing out at the Miami Open and won that tournament. Now, my prediction was he was going to win the clay court tournament, and he did. If you don't believe me, go on Twitter. I tweeted it yesterday that I had a video that showed that I said he was going to win. So, boom. Now, I'm wrong 90 85% of the time, maybe. So, when I'm right 15 10% of the time, I got to boast about it. So, sorry about it. I don't even feel bad about it. But we're going to move on. With Holger Rune making it to the final in Rome, at 20 years and 22 days old, Holger Rune is the youngest player to reach the Rome final since Rafael Nadal did that. In 2006, not bad company by Holger Rune and what he's been doing this year. I expect him to ride this uh, the rest of the clay court season because he does play so well on clay, and I think he can really make a splash at Roland Garros, especially with Rafa, which we're going to talk about still in a little bit. Uh, there were some disasters that happened in Rome. Uh, there was some booing during like the women's final ceremony that got a lot of people uh, you know, wondering why are they 
booing Elena Rabakina, who won on the women's side. Also, she's having a fantastic year. Rabakina is such a good tennis player. Uh, it turns out that they were booing like the Italian Federation of Tennis or something. So, um, or at least that's what the internet says. So I don't think it was personal to Rabakina. I I honestly don't understand how someone could hate Elena Rabakina. I don't know her personally, but everything it seems like she does on the court and how she handles herself seems like an A1 human. And all she does is play really good tennis, gets disrespected, and doesn't even care. Just keeps being really, really good at tennis. So Elena Rabakina, I have so much admiration for how you go about the sport of tennis. And it's awesome to see you win another tournament here in Rome. She's been playing lights out this year as well. Some players that are playing good tennis as we lead up to Roland Garros. Obviously, Stefano Tsitsipas making it to the semifinals here in Rome was a good showing. Uh, Medvedev, Rune, I've already talked about. Casper Rude having a good showing on clay. I know he's kind of been in and out of some of these tournaments, but for him to have a really solid showing and play really well, always really, really good to see. And, you know, some of the other players that I think kind of surprised some people, you go look back at guys like. Alexi Popperin, who made a little bit of a run. Um, Yannick Sinner, who made a little bit of a run. Dolo, who always plays well um, on this surface. Zverev to see him back, you know, making some sorts of runs at these tournaments, especially on clay. Uh, Andre Rublev, uh, Novak Djokovic, Cam Norrie. These are guys that all made it to the round of 16 or deeper. So really good sign for these guys and those guys I just mentioned as they move forward in the clay court tournament or clay court season I should say, I should say before Roland Garros Carlos Alcaraz did not make it to the round of 16 so I didn't say his name in there but he's obviously someone to keep an eye on moving forward cuz I think he's got to be one of the favorites for Roland Garros for sure which I'll get to in a few episodes when it gets closer to Roland Garros which actually it is really close to Roland Garros. I think next week it starts or something. Uh, and so next week's pod will be more, more about Roland Garros. But speaking about Roland Garros, we're going to talk about Roland Garros right now. Rafael Nadal not playing at Roland Garros. He announced this week in a press conference that he is not playing in Roland Garros and he needs a little bit more time uh, to reevaluate what's going on with his injury that he sustained in Australia. Not a great press conference if you're a Rafa fan or a tennis fan. Him saying he's not playing at Roland Garros in the French Open where he has been such a staple of that tournament. He's won that tournament 14 times, 22 Grand Slams and all, and he is a perfect ambassador of, one, tennis, but two, clay court tennis for sure. Says he will not be playing at the French Open, and he's just not getting better, it sounds like. Uh, he says 2024 could be the year that he retires. He sees that now, and... Uh, he said, I don't believe I deserve to finish now. I think I've fought enough during my sporting career uh, so that my end is not today. He said that uh, he said it's not today here at this press conference. My ending will be another way, and I will fight so that my end will be in another way. I think next year is going to be a send-off year for him, which will be incredible, um, and it will be so, so, so fun to watch. Uh, Roland Garros in 2023 will be the first time without Roger or Rafa since 1998. This tournament's had one of these two in it for the last, what is that, 25 years? That's just the dominance of these two and kind of where the sport of tennis is going as these two evolve away from the sport, as Serena Williams says. But that's kind of what's happening here. Sucks. It sucks to see. Uh, this is the first time since... 
This will be the first Roland Garros without Rafael Nadal since 2004, I believe. It'll be the first time since like his 2005 uh, debut that he will not be playing at Roland Garros. So, yeah, I mean, he's been such a staple of clay court tournaments and this event for so long. Are we shocked he's not playing in it? No. I mean, he didn't play in any of the other tournaments. He says his, you know, his injuries taking a lot longer than expected to recover. He did say, I think he just has to take some time off, like not do tennis or some strenuous workouts for a couple of months. Like he's going to take significant time off. And the way it sounds is so that he can come back stronger than ever, better than ever in 2024. And that's going to be his kind of farewell tour as he, as he mentioned in his press conference the other day. So obviously not great news um, for Rafa fans, for tennis fans, for anybody involved in the sport or watches the sports or fans of the sport. Um, Rafa not playing at Roland Garros. Rafa not playing for most of this year. It's going to be kind of just Djokovic as part of the big three continuing. I think this is something a lot of people saw coming. I, I kind of saw it coming. I thought Djokovic would play the longest out of all three of these. Now, I it's it hasn't happened yet, right? R who knows? Rafa could play another two or three years. His body could respond really well to new treatment, and he could be good to go. But like the writing's on the wall. Like Rafa's Rafa's done soon. Will he be able to win another tournament? Will he be able to play at the top level? It's Rafa, so never count him out. But obviously, uh, it kind of sucks for tennis fans, and it sucks for for Rafa to be able to go out like this. But the way that he's played such a physical game and how physical this sport has been on his body he's dealt with injuries in the past I think a lot of people would assume that his career would end with injuries and it kind of it kind of is leaning that way but who knows maybe he bounces back after a month or two off and his body feels really good and he can play a little bit longer that'd be great too because you know we'd love to see him on the see him on the court as much as possible uh but him at not at Roland Garros this year which I'll talk about a lot in next episode as well uh, is a big hit for the sport, is a big hit um, for fans and people that really enjoy watching Rafa on clay because he really is a spectacle on clay and so fun to watch. So uh, kind of a bummer. But life goes on, life moves on, and uh, that's what's coming out of the Rafa, Rafael Nadal camp. we got a couple little tournaments before we start Roland Garros. Roland Garros is like so close, right? It starts, I believe it starts on May 28th. Let me double check that real quick. Yep, May 28th is when it begins. So there is two tournaments this week, one in Geneva and one in Lyon, France. Those are 250s. We'll get over those next week. These are the last little tune-ups before Roland Garros, but it's only a week until the French Open begins and another Grand Slam is here. And then right after that is Wimbledon, like a month after that. So life comes at you fast on the tour, and it's about to come at everybody fast with Roland Garros being so soon. I will recap the last two tournaments right before Roland Garros next week, but I will also talk a ton about what to expect in Paris and who I think is going to win the French Open. I'll get into that next week. So appreciate you listening. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Medvedev, is he the new king of clay? No, but <laughs> I mean, it's so good to see him win on clay. He's so entertaining to watch and his game is so unique and he's so successful. So cool of him to get a clay court tournament, especially a big one in Rome under his belt. Next week's Roland Garros. We're so close. Appreciate you listening. Tune in next week, though, because we're going to have a good pod next week. All right. See you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.